This is generational wealth. Every time we buy an asset, we buy it and we hold it. Just like Warren Buffett, his holding period is forever. If you've ever asked, I think there's a quote saying my holding period on anything is a forever. He doesn't sell unless something drastic changes. He just doesn't sell. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey guys, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks, version two of what should we do uh, in marketing or uh, in getting a property under contract. It doesn't check out as far as cash flow wise. Should we focus on areas that are perhaps a little bit more CD or D areas or areas where you have to pack your nine in order to actually do some due diligence on the property? It's really rough. And uh, maybe have an AR um, you know, at your side in order to, to check things out. Should we avoid those areas altogether or should we shotgun market and get anything that we can and then make decisions from there? And we're going to have this healthy discussion between myself, Marco Kozlovsky, and uh, I sound like the Count, ha, 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 and uh, Gabriel Araish and uh, Frank Galuccio, uh, all of us Canadian uh, living in Montreal, uh, Toronto, and Orlando, respectively. So looking forward to some great content today. And uh, yeah, so if you've not listened to our last podcast where we discussed Gabriel's uh, starting deal where $100,000 property, I got it for $60,000, but it still doesn't cash flow. Not that it wasn't a great deal, but it was. It just the buy and hold strategy won't work because of what the cost of cash is and what the tenant's that are paying what what that is and it just doesn't mesh no money to be made which happens what do we do then uh and this is sort of a an adjunct podcast to this which is well what if the area is really shitty then what do we do in fact we could have a podcast on all sorts of different scenarios on you know what could happen when and if but uh, this is a pretty good teaser a little uh your what's your whistle a little bit on uh the, the, the things that could happen and sh- and you know the questions that we get as we go down this rabbit hole of the journey of buying cash flowing assets specifically because that's what this is all about monetization cash flowing of assets using none of our own money using asset-based lenders in order to back us which all of you have access to if you just know how if you have the skill sets to do it you can have access to it if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you are not going to get asset-based lending because asset-based lenders do not want to lend to people that don't know what the hell they're doing. So that's why you have to get trained. If you're trained, you know exactly how to get access to it and how to communicate with them effectively. So here we go. So we get a property. It's in a shitty area. Should we even bother? What say you, boys? Let's start with Frank this time. Okay. Oh, I just wanted to add what you were saying uh, earlier about, you know, should you do a shotgun approach versus, you know, uh, a sniper approach where you have a, a niche market. And, you know, being in business for, for many years or any of the business fundamentals 101 is, yeah, you should have a niche market that you're targeting to. But real estate is, I guess, goes against the grain a little bit because you want to cast a big net. And when you do cast a big net, you're scraping the bottom of the, the ocean floor or the lake floor and you pick up, you know, whatever you pick up you can catch and release and in this case just say you do pick up a property that's may not be in the ideal uh location you know there's chalk marks on the sidewalk with the <laughs> with the guy you know and his dog next Ooh. to him right so oh actually we're not joking because i know marco you had one of those the dog um too. you had well, not the dog. I don't know about the dog. The dog I made up, uh, full disclosure. Well, that's after uh, it, it bites Frank. It, once it bites that's right. Frank. Oh, you, no. Then, then I knew you were going to bring that up. 
<laughs> yeah, again. Okay, yes, if, yes, I got bitten by a stray dog. That, that was a scary uh, day. Oh, was, but, uh, uh, no, no. Forgive uh, for, for the interruption, but what, what bothered me more is that people were more concerned about the dog than they were about Frank. On Facebook. Yeah, what the fuck? On Facebook, it was like, don't hurt the dog, don't kill the dog, we'll take the dog in. It wasn't the dog's fault, it wasn't the dog's fault. No one's like, how's Frank doing? You know? Yeah, that's right. Does he have rabies? <laughs> no, no shit's given for a human, but dog... Blood's running down my leg. We had ambulance, police. Uh, we had animal control there. Uh, I think we had spectators, city officials, oh. and everyone's worried about the dog. And I was like, Are you kidding uh, I me? couldn't believe it. Anyway, thanks, guys. But anyways, when you're marketing, so in this case, if you do broad marketing, which in my opinion, you should uh, catch and see what you can get and then catch and release. And if you do come across a property in a bad area, which you are going to still tie it up, in my opinion, still tie it up and then work out the kinks later. See what you're going to do. Like before, Marco, you know how I was. I was looking at the crime area. There's websites where you can look at the crime area. Uh, you can look at the school areas. And if you do all that, uh, sadly, someone else like Gabe or Marco is going to take that property before you 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 pull the trigger so it's uh it's that shoot then aim mentality so when you do get a bad property would i keep it i personally wouldn't keep it i'm being honest with you i definitely would keep it but obviously you know if it's a bad area there's other people that own properties in that area i, I would see if they're interested I, that would be my first go-to is, is see other owners may want to take this off my hands at a good price well the question isn't really you know if you're gonna buy it. the question is can you monetize it can you make money with the deal and you know you've answered that frank is you know this is one of the ways that you would make money on it so yeah i mean if you have a choice to go fishing and they would say you have one fishing line with one lure or do you get a big net and you can fish with that well which one would you choose you know it's your odds are a lot better to catch fish with a big net and then you can you know pick and choose what you want to keep and what you want to release and you know real estate is the same thing absolutely and just because it's in a bad area and we get this question a lot and i'm surprised we actually haven't had a podcast on this yet since it's actually quite relevant in that well if i avoid bad areas and i get a property there for a dollar would i not look at it if it was only a dollar the answer is yes right so price heals all wounds so if i get it for the right price would i find someone local that might want to buy it for ten dollars most likely so it's still a nine dollar profit so i can still go through the process of marketing getting the deals that make the most sense as far as cash flow goes and then figure out do i want it is there someone in our network that would want it is there someone local that would that would very much like to um, you know have this property uh same thing with management if i can't find management we have a rule of we have to have absolutely three management companies that are competing for that for you know for the business to manage the property what if we only get two well i'm not going to buy it because i know what's going to happen experience has said that you know one management company is going to shit the bed then the other management company is going to take it over then never pay us and we have no other outlet to actually get paid and if we're not getting paid what's the point of buying the property to begin with we're not buying a deal just to buy a deal we're buying something that's going to take care of us for a very long time this is generational wealth every time we buy an asset we buy it and we hold it just like warren buffett his holding period is forever if you've ever asked i think there's a quote saying my holding period on anything is a forever he doesn't sell unless something drastic changes he just doesn't sell and that's our same the same strategy our same philosophy is you buy it and you hold it forever and if you're going to buy something that's going to be drama it's going to be a pain in the ass it's going to be hard to manage it's going to be difficult for your family and you know you're going to pass this on to your kids and unless you hate your kids and you absolutely want them to have drama then go ahead and buy it so you can it's called revenge you could definitely do that but the objective is to buy and hold and make stable cash flow forever and if it's in a it's in a shitty area then perhaps that's not you know the best thing to buy however what if it's in a shitty area that's now being gentrified and turning around and the plan is in three years from now this is going to go from 
you know, a D area into an A area. Uh, if you're familiar with, for example, the Staples Center in Los Angeles, um, that was a very rough area for a very long time. And then they completely turned it around. Now there's a JW Marriott, there's high-end restaurants. Uh, it's like one of the bougiest areas there is uh, in the LA area. And, you know, you would get murdered after 11 o'clock on a game. You know, you stayed there too long and you're dead, you know, depending, no, no matter who you are. You know, they're just, you're going to get mugged and you're going to get assaulted. And it's just a very, very rough area. But now it's prime real estate. So understanding what's happening in the future, understanding what you can do, you know, with it now. Uh, if you, as I said in the last podcast, the more skills you have, I can actually even uh, grab it and not wholesale it, but actually own or finance it, even though that I don't own it. There's something called wholetailing that we've uh, put together in a very clever way where uh, if they don't cash you out within X amount of time, even though I don't own it, and I know this is going to be like a whole bunch of question marks for people that are even in the business going, how the hell are you going to own or finance something that you have a contract on? That doesn't make any damn sense. But man, we do it all the time. And we even, anyway, I, I this, I'm going to let you just, I, I'm going to, he said too I, much. I, I'm just going to let you, <laughs> I'm going to let you, your mind fester on that for quite some time. And you're going to have no choice, but to uh, most likely email me at Marco at Marco com, And I'm going to say, Hey, if you want to learn how to do that, come to the three day and we'll show you how that's done. Gabe, I thought we put a moratorium yeah. on, on uh, Marco for no more new content. I it's not so new too. content. I've been doing this. <laughs> it's, no, I know. What are you talking about? I know it's not new. It's, it, well, it's well, new well, to these well, people that are, well, they're listening well, to the podcast, well, but yeah, well, but yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> it's just there, you can monetize anything if you know what you're doing. And again, with skills, the higher, the more skilled you are, like a chef, there's very little waste in a kitchen because they take something and then, you know, if it doesn't sell, then it goes into something else and then eventually ends up into soup. And the soup is a lot. And that, those are the, they make soup out of whatever wasn't eaten. And that's how they basically have zero waste. And coming back to the point that you guys were making is cast a net. See what your net catches, and even a boot. Ah, oh, cobbler might want this boot, or it's a rare boot, you know, or it's it's distressed now. It's worth something, so you can just put different different spins on what it is and monetize everything that you get in your net. You don't have to throw things away. You can actually monetize pretty much anything if you know what you're doing. You know, I wanted to add to that. Yeah, even if you're in a C or a C minus or even a D area, uh, what you said, Marco, there is a lot of counties and cities that they trying to revive that area. I, I remember once we were looking at one in Florida. It was a pretty rough area, but the city was granting. This is a commercial property, by the way. Uh, the city was granting, or the or the county was granting a certain allotment of money or budget to for everyone to have you know invest in their curb appeal. So new signs, painting the exterior, new parking lot. Uh, so there's also a lot of advantages in getting into these areas which you know at first glance you're like there's no way i would even live there but if you look further once you have it and again we don't recommend you do this uh upfront work before you have a contract but when you do you may want to look into the counties and the cities if they are doing their opportunity zones and they give you money to improve the property because if that's the case in three four years like they did uh, marco what you said in la at the staples center uh they turned that around and there's parts of toronto you wouldn't dare to go after nine o'clock but now it's an up coming places restaurants bars there's uh nightlife there's actually life going on there uh so that that's uh, that would be the long-term game if you are going to keep it yeah, obviously you would have to fact all the variables in there and there's a lot of moving parts but there's an opportunity at first perceived shithole areas because a lot of municipalities do have money and especially now they want to put a lot of money into infrastructure and cities whatever so maybe a good opportunity to look at those you said something that i think is very profound is i wouldn't live there and i wouldn't live anywhere the properties that i have uh, the only place i would live is in my house and a lot of people look at uh, properties and well i wouldn't live there so i'm not going to buy there this is not about you living there or not living there this is about cash flow and you'd be surprised 
I'm going to just say this as a Canadian looking into the U.S. because I was shocked as to how people lived in the U.S. in many places that I would never, ever live there because the standard of living in Canada is very different in the U.S. I'm not trying to shit on anybody that's in the U.S. at all. I've been living in the U.S. I love the U.S. You know, God bless America. It's the best place to make money ever. Uh, money's easy here. I'm definitely not, you know, trying to insult anyone that's living in the U.S., but the conditions where people live in many of these areas are unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable how people live and the conditions in which they live and I at first would like I can't buy this because no one is going to want to live here and it was full and I just couldn't believe it but that's a conversation for another day at another time but just know that because of what Frank had said is I don't want to live here so I'm not going to market there don't do that because your ego and what you would do is not what everyone else would do. So just look at this as literally a cash. I wouldn't live in a cash in an ATM machine either, but guess what? They make money. I wouldn't live in a restaurant, but guess what? They make money. I wouldn't live in a laundromat, but guess what? They make money. I wouldn't live in a bar, but guess what? They make money. So it's, you know, these are money-making opportunities that you're buying in order to, using somebody else's money in order to make cash flow. Well, when you invest, you have to separate you know emotion from it right and anytime you discuss things like i wouldn't live there that puts your own emotions into Correct. the equation and that's when you make mistakes anyway so but again just to recap this is you want to market as many places as possible everything that that was discussed today on the podcast are all things that you wouldn't do before you got into a contract they're all things that you're going to do once you have it under contract but to get under contract you have to cast that big net you can't just pick and choose locations because it's going to extend the timeline that it's going to take you to get anywhere it's a lot easier to cast a big net and then once you have the or once you catch the fish you'll look at it and you'll decide what you want to do with it do you want to you know keep it do you want to release it do you want to sell it to someone else the options are endless but you can't even evaluate the options if you don't start by casting that net absolutely yeah it goes back to uh you know throw away the tackle box that one specific lure that everyone's trying to catch that one particular property and you could do that you're just gonna have to pack your patience if you want to be really selective it's still possible to do uh it's just it's gonna take you much longer to get there so so you can wait for the ten the fish that's ten bucks or and pass on the all the two dollar minnows so if you have ten two dollar minnows to that you're passing on to get to the ten dollar fish you've passed on 20 bucks to get to 10 that's that's how this business works is if you're looking for just this there's all this other opportunity over here that you're missing. And the beauty of knowing what to do is you can monetize anything that comes across the table. And we're going to leave it at that. That could actually be a whole podcast all to itself. And uh, I'm not sure when we're going to broadcast that one, but you better keep listening so you don't miss it because we'll show you how to monetize anything once you know what the hell you're doing. So anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, Gabriel, unless you have something else, you, ha you have this light bulb idea, the face of... Oh, I want to say something. No? Okay. Frank? No, Frank, good. your thoughts? Do you really want to know my thoughts? <laughs> no, no we said we would. Uh, Frank, do you have yeah. nothing else to say? I got nothing <laughs> else to say, yes. <laughs> All right. they, told me, they told me to say this before the podcast. I got I nothing, nothing else to say, Marco. Say, Marco. All right, very good. Help, help, help me, help me. <laughs> it's fire drill time at Frank's house. That's yes, right. It's fire All right, drill. guys, you wouldn't understand the joke unless you listened to the last podcast. Guys, thank you very much for being on this one. Uh, hopefully it was informative. Just know that you can monetize anything if you know what the hell you're doing. And it's not the market that matters. It's how you monetize it that counts. So if you get something across the table and you know what to do with it, you can monetize anything. And 
like I said, we should have a podcast on that in the future. Not not quite yet, but in the very near future, we will. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode and all the others that we produce, and we love doing this. So thank you once again, the listener, for being with us, downloading it, sharing it, and loving it, and uh, commenting as well. We love being in the top uh, podcasts, and we want to stay that way. So thanks very much. Frank, Gabe, appreciate you very much, and we will see you on the next one, and have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. Talk soon. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.